Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Welcome, welcome to Pottercast number 193. Yay! 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 Welcome, welcome, hey, 193. Finally, 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 I'm back. It's Melissa. I'm here with John Stewart. Fuck! It's the real Melissa. Always. She's back. I missed you guys. And what do we yeah. got going on in this show? We were doing just fine, actually. I heard you guys were doing fine. I heard a little bit while I was away. I was very impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Good shows, good shows. All going well. Right. So right. you don't need me, right? So I'm just going to go watch TV. No, yeah, no. no. Watch some Buffy. No. Watch some Buffy. Okay, what do we have going on in this week's show, guys? We have a little bit of things going on, I suppose. You gotta tell me because I'm out of the I forgot. Well, I, th- I believe this week we have a little bit of Sue's news for a change. Mm-hmm. A little bit, a little bit. And perhaps after that we'll play a little bit of quick fire cannon conundrums where all you folks will Twitter at Pottercast with uh, what you want us to conundrum about for a few minutes each. After that, we'll wrap it up and tell some funny stories. Okay. Is that Mooch on fire? No. Well, yeah. Why do you hate my cat? <laughs> I, just, I actually... Uh, she's growing on me again, and I'll explain that in the wrap-up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> God, there are more plans for the wrap-up in this show than anything else. Can we get to the, the Harry Potter part? I know. Else. Let's do a whole show of the wrap-up. <laughs> All right, Sue, what's going on in the news this week? Please save us. Um, we have a huge amount of um, Harry Potter film news, but I do want to talk about first two cast members, um, some things that they're doing. Rupert Grint, um, his new film, Cherry Bomb, is going to be opening. There's going to be screening, excuse me, at, at the Cannes Film Festival, the Cons Film <laughs> Festival, which is kind of a big deal, actually. Um, uh, kind of he, it is screened before at Berlin when it opened, and which was a, a very prominent um, film festival. But Cons is a big, big daddy of them all. So um, I, at this point, Rupert is not scheduled to be there, but um, that may change. Depends on their filming schedule, I think. And um, we also heard from Emma Watson, who gave a, a really fabulous interview to Interview Magazine. And um, she talked about her filming schedule for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. It says she's going to be filming on Christmas break and next March. Just oh, think, they're wow. still going to be filming till next March. That's Who said good. that? Emma said that? Emma, Emma said, said that. that. Wow, interesting. Because yeah. I had heard that they had to be finished by the time her schedule starts for school in September. So right. that, I was kind of having a little panic in my head, like, Somebody in September, it'll money. be done? You know? No, yeah. John, they just have to... <laughs> well, if her contract said that and they had to renegotiate it, then... No, 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 I, I don't know if her contract said that. Let me be clear, I just heard a rumor. You know? Well, no, that was that was very public rumor, wasn't it? Was, yeah, I mean, news. Yeah, I think they I think they actually kind of said or just kind of implied that you know that she, she I mean she says very you know several times in other interviews that she's going to school in September, but this is the first time she came back and said, okay, um, while I'm going to school, then I'm going to come back and film over Christmas, and then I'm going to come back go you know school, and then I'm going to film on my uh, Easter break in March. So, wow. wow. Okay, good. Well, so. if she knows when her Easter break is. I bet you she knows where she's going to school. At this point, she's got yeah. to. Hasn't we announced so. this? 
No, she because no. okay, there was there's been a multiple things of rumors, and the last one was that she was going to Brown University. But then that day that that came out, she announced on her website, "I have not decided." And if you got when I will formally announce it here on my website. So, I mean, we've heard Yale, Cambridge, Brown. Who knows where she's going? Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I, she's going to do good. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad that she's an intelligent. And role model with seems like she's got sense on her shoulders, sense on her sense in her head, and a good head on her shoulders. So, oh, sure. whatever she does. So, um, in the meantime, they th- this is the um, Haploid Prince movie season. I guess is in full swing, given that trailer we just saw. <laughs> oh, that trailer! <laughs> Amazing, and and as a result, I know Melly, you weren't here for that, but we do now have a ton. I mean, Warner Brothers sent one. Well, one day we got like 19 pictures, yeah. high-res stills. It was like bomb with emails from them. I'm like, okay. I'm just and then, laughing. Uh, I, I remember the days when those were so hard to come by. Like, so when we scraped for every single one. Now Warner Brothers is like, here, and you want some more? I don't oh, think yeah. we gave you enough pictures today. Here, have more pictures. And it's just such a different world. Yeah. <laughs> just unbelievable. And and we have our... our, our, our I must come commend our um, galleries crew because we have oh, so yeah. many high-res um, stills, not just from the, the ones that Warner Brothers sent, but um, from the uh, screen caps, and if you guys haven't had a chance to see them. And one other thing, we just got two more just last night from Entertainment Weekly. John, we had talked about this before, but in their little blurb on Entertainment Weekly, uh, actor Jim Brombent, who is playing Jim Broadbent, said that he got to work with a giant spider, so that <coughs> means Aragog is in. Ooh. Wow! Really? Yes, yeah. That, I did read that somewhere. That's awesome. I could, I would have put money on the fact they cut, they cut that out. Because you know what I mean. That's just something that lifts out because it ties in to storylines they haven't really addressed in so many movies. Yeah. I mean, they took yeah. Dobby out of the other films that were more like Dobby's not in it, but Aragog's in it. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, well they, I'm they, really gonna miss. I'm really gonna miss um, the whole creature and Dobby scenes from the book when they apparated and they're, they're kind of arguing with each other just it was so funny with them like kind of falling Draco for Harry I'm gonna miss that it, who hits who hits somebody with a frying pan who's that creature he hits Mundungus yeah. he goes one more for luck oh I love creature and other news this week um we heard from um Still on Happily Prince, we heard from a. Um, is it kind? Of, it's an actor who plays a small role, walk on part. His name is Martin Ballantyne, and um, he's playing. He's playing Scary Face in Happily Prince. But then they were so impressed with him that they asked him to come back for Deathly Hallows, and now he says he's going to be one of uh, Dung Fletcher's associates. So they're going to show Dung doing like wheeling and dealing some of the stuff, you know, making negotiations and selling stuff. So I thought maybe they're going to put in him selling off the uh, Sirius's items and stuff. Ooh, cool. You know, out of all the things they could put in, you know, with Dung, I mean, I just seem, I know it seems random, but it is kind of encouraging at the same time that they're putting these minute details in. He's going to be in the seventh film? Yes, he's in both. Yes, with with the speaking role in the seventh film now, because he was so impressive during just his walk on part in movie six. That's cool. I thought so. That's always fun to hear. I like that kind of stuff. Like when people kind of get credit for their, just the quality of their work. Not for who they know. Yeah. Like, he was there. He did a good job. Like, you know what? We want him back. That's I love hearing those stories. They're so rewarding. Seriously. Sorry, that's Frankie's happy <clears throat> comment. Of the I week. agree, Frankie. 
Well, you know, because we're saying that it's it's cool and reassuring that they're putting stuff in, and David Heyman has made new comments to that effect. Um, Empire Magazine just released um, a whole new preview of Deathly Hallows where they talked of, of the epilogue, and they said that fans should be happy because there's going to be less cut from these films than any of the other ones. Nice. Which is nice. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Maybe that's why, like, Aragog and, and we're not hearing about major things being cut out because they have two films, you know? They're they're sure. spreading their wings a little bit, you know? they gotta, nice. they got to keep everything in there just to fill up the movies. What the hell? Um, but one of the things we had heard from Mr. Heyman, and we'd heard this before from both the actors, both uh, Dan Ratcliffe and Rupert Grin have both talked about this before, about them being aged up for the epilogue. So Mr. Heyman said it, too, um, several times that they are going to kind of do like a Benjamin Button kind of thing, you know, that kind nice. of affected there. So that'd be kind of cool. I'm excited for that. I um, When I interviewed David Heyman for um, uh, Harry History, mm-hmm. we were we talked a little bit about movie seven just kind of you know off topic and i was he asked what i would like to see now i'm like all freaking out in my head that i don't have a good answer for this because oh my god i'm actually asking uh, talking to somebody who might have an influence on on you know on uh on that answer and the thing that i said was i want them all to come back at the end at Hogwarts. I want to see the old students that we haven't seen since movie one coming back. I want like every person who's ever been in the films to come back through the doors. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. I want like freaking Hugh Mitchell and I want um, Oliver Wood. And, yes. Yeah, Wood. And, and I just want, don't, don't you want to just see like, because that's what it was like in the book when Oliver Wood Oliver shows up Reedy. and Angelina's there and you know, and uh, it would be amazing in the movie. Oh, perfect. I agree. 100%. I, really I get so emotional at that part of the book. The I, Luna and the Ravenclaw common rooms in it. Because, oh, it's so fun to see that. Just see with Luna playing the whole, like, oh, they're pleased. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to remember the line. She's like, oh, look, they're pleased. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, I really want her to have that moment at the end where she gets Harry away from the... the you know, the big company of people where she gets in his privacy at the end. Mm. Yes. Such uh, a lovely moment. So, speaking of movies and all kinds of things, this week has been a banner week on location filming news. <laughs> okay, first, before we even get into this one thing, on we talked before about Shell Cottage. It's going to be happening on now from May 11th to the 15th in the coastline of Wales at the Pembroke um, National Park. At, I'm um, going. I'm going to watch. And yeah, so they're taking precautions to keep the beach safe and that kind of thing. So hopefully we'll get photos like we did this week from location filming in London. That Rock was so cool. On. Has everybody seen those? I've seen the ones from Tottenham Court Road. Didn't we get footage? Someone went there and shot footage of... Uh, yeah. Yeah. They shot at Piccadilly Circus. Um, this is where they were filming. They did uh, two scenes there and... Um, our friends at RupertGrint.net got some, and then our own staffer, James, did a great job. He went down and got some great pictures, and and this is so cool. They show that, and this is spoilers, but, you know, I think this is really cool. They show the trio, the three of them are holding hands when they apparate, and they're in their beautiful wedding attire, and they're holding hands, and then when they apparate, they almost get hit by a bus, and James has oh, this awesome, wow. it's so cool. That's so cool. It's pretty awesome. Great. I loved, I like her red dress. I like the beaded bag. I Shouldn't she be wearing outfits. a blue dress? Oh, 
No, it's actually. Is it blue or is it? Isn't it? Isn't it like a pinkish in seven? She isn't never wears big? the right color dress. And it's down to her ankle, supposedly in the, in the book, right? Well, let's look. I have it right here. Hold on. Well, she looked great. Um, I mean, they filmed this at very late hours, you know, I mean, like, you know, from like, I guess it didn't even start until like 1130 or something. And, uh, you know, it just takes a lot of work. And of course, we we had reported this a few weeks ago that wasn't and they kind of mm, dashed around the the filming schedule. So like, as as soon as you know, I'm like, Oh, I'll tweet about this and it's gonna happen. And then sure enough, man, boom, the paparazzi was already there. I just was incredible. I mean, how they I don't know how they get word on it. They're just the UK tabloids are amazing. They must to have be a friends celebrity nowadays with Twitter. Because really, it's like I'm, if you if you're a celebrity and somebody sees you, chances are they'll Twitter about it. And it's so easy just to search Twitter for people's names. But I was amazed. Right. So so a lot of people got to see that. James has an excellent report up on Leaky. Mm-hmm. No, I just no, unimportant. Her her dress was lilac. <laughs> isn't lilac blue? Yeah, Lilac's like, a purple, lilac isn't is it? A, no, it's a I, blue. Well, it's a. It's a purple. It's a actually. It's right in between blue and purple. It's a really, really soft, powdery, purpley blue. Look at us both being right. Oh, once you rub it in, smarty pants. We are smarty pants. Me and Frack. No. no Amen. High five. I don't know. I'm just. I'm giddy, guys. Sorry. I'm just <laughs> giddy. Giddy with the happiness of being back with you guys. Yay! We're fun. <laughs> As you I know sound you're still, really like, fun. Way over in New York, and like I'm way over here, like near LA. But it's just so much nicer. Yes. Uh, we What's must. Next? I we. Uh, the, I I think that I am not going to talk about our number one news because it came from our our web mistress Melissa Nelly made two amazing amazing announcements this week regarding the Take it away. Two oh. of them, and there are more coming. But these are our big ones. So. Okay, well, number one. Number one. Well, number one is always you need to be going to LeakyCon, and if there's any chance in the world of you going to LeakyCon, you need to get on it. So that's one. Two. <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I'm out of my mind. Michael Goldenberg, the screenwriter from Movie Five, is doing his first ever discussion with the fans at LeakyCon. Um, Woo! It's, it's unbelievable. Sorry. We can't. We can't even <laughs> believe he's coming. We're so he's such a great screenwriter. On he is. Have you seen Peter Pan in 2003? I he's love one of Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Movies. Oh my god, it's, so it's gorgeous. Beautiful. And just the way he narrates and just how how he just distilled so many of the concepts. Just one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when the the kids are mad at the dad and how the mom yes. describes like how difficult like you know how brave he is the fact that he takes his dreams out and looks at them and puts them in a drawer and then every time it gets harder to close that drawer. I mean, it was just touching. So beautiful. Yep. Love it. Sorry. It was such a wonderful there have been so many Peter Pan adaptations to make that relevant and new and it was the writing it, it's many things that movie is many things but the writing like really really well, shows it's the, it's the thesis it's the spine because you can't you have to tell yes. yeah yes um that movie starred by the way <coughs> jason I isaacs i know Ooh, pizza pan. <laughs> you know yeah. want to hear something funny is when i watched that movie i did not know he played both roles until the credits <gasps> oh like, really what yeah, what? and then, I, then everyone's telling me that's just a very classic thing in yeah. Japan plays. Mr. Like, yeah. Mr. Darling always is always played, Hook. Um, like, Mr. Darling and Hook are always the same person. Yeah. And I was like, interesting. And that usually Peter Pan is played, is played by a girl. What? That dad character gets a bum rap by his kids calling him, like, this evil Captain Hook. Well, I think that's the point. That's one of yeah. the messages of it. Like, they, they realize that he's not. Yeah. They realize Captain so Hook's not bad? Well, they realize that he's not ca- he's not a villain. He's not a Captain Hook, after all. They see in contrast. Yeah. Oh. 
we can get into it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so it's Michael Golden, who he also wrote Contact, which is which is another another fan favorite. Um, he's he he's wrote what? also Contact, which is another fan favorite film. It's uh, I didn't know he wrote that. Yeah, he wrote yes, Contact. he did. He also he also worked on uh, Where the Wild Things Are, which is coming out pretty soon. Ooh. Yeah, he's 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 one of the best screenwriters in the world, I believe. And I think I, he really I, has it. Yeah, Sorry, and um. No, we're just it's so it's so amazing. He's doing a keynote. I it's 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 unreal. This is never the the most the the only people that are, the only person from the Harry Potter like world who really shown up at conferences has been one or two of one or two of the actors um in a in, you know in a kind of um I don't know, not a very integral way like for instance the the, the trio would never have never gone to a Harry Potter conference and Cheryl from Scholastic Woo! have been have been yeah, Terminus and ow, actually ow, ow. yeah. But we've never had such a huge, important part of the films be part of a conference before, um, and it's and it's not only that it's like an, an actor who can tell you the same things that you hear in interviews six, six and seven times, leading up to every movie. It's a screenwriter who we don't we don't hear from all that much, you know. No, we never hear from Cloves. I mean, it's just about no, impossible to hear from him. Never. So this is great, and let me tell you, Michael Goldenberg. We've he he's been a longtime reader of Leaky, and he is just one of the nicest people that we know. So it's going to be great, and I hope. And and the the ticket to the Michael Goldenberg panel is sixty dollars. I hear all the whining right now, but let me tell you, you're going to get an absolutely wonderful lunch and a one of a kind, unmissable no event. Well, let's let's just put it into perspective. This man worked with Joe. Ah, uh. yeah. I and, and we are going to get the chance to understand and ask questions of him. Oh yeah. Of the screenwriter that worked on these films, I don't think that's ever. I don't. I don't. I don't know that no, that happens. There are very few people in this world that Joe would take the call if he called the house in the middle of the night. Yeah. And other than me and um, <laughs> David Heyman, Michael and, Goldberg, yeah. you know, he's he's one of those guys. So that's very cool. No, it's 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 honestly it's it's going to be wonderful because we don't we don't get a chance sometimes like for instance we had an interview on Leaky with Michael Goldenberg once but we don't get a chance to take the questions in you know what I mean and really and really really talk with him and and hear from the fans and hear hear about the 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 unique hard process of of making this book into a film and I honestly and I'm not just saying this because he's doing our conference I I've heard more frequently than anything else about movie five. That the writing is what made it so great. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to be amazing. So, okay. So that's one. That's one. The other one that's is that if you, if you are a registered attendee at LeakyCon, you have a chance to bring home a one-of-a-kind, priceless piece of Harry, Harry Potter memorabilia, which is a 10-book signed collection, signed by J.K. Rowling, that is. 10 Harry Potter books set, and only registered LeakyCon guests have a chance of taking it home. That's that awesome. is sexy. Wait a minute. Scholastic have donated a ten. Let's back book. this up. Yeah. A signed U.S. edition of Beetle the Bard has that oh, been yes. done? I don't. I don't even know if one exists, Sue. I don't even know if she's ever signed a U.S. edition of Beetle the Bard. I don't think that she has. Alone, that book alone is worth a ridiculous amount of money. The the ten book set d- period does not exist anywhere in the world. I I wow. Wow! I want it. I want it. Yeah, well, you guys can't get it. I'm. I'm very sorry. Oh, it boo! Just sucks to <laughs> I know. Be us, like, I know. Like, does it? I know. It sucks. I'm sorry. 
There's God. kind of like a level of leaky staff at which you can't apply, and there's a level of leaky con staff at which you can't, you know, get a ticket to try and get it. So, I'm sorry. Lame. But wait, and she's also signed. She also signed the two companion books, right? The the yes. okay. Fantastic Booth, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, and Quidditch Through the Ages. Hard, <laughs> Does she well, sign that's those? Hardcover. Oh, she, people she even... signed. She signed all ten. Yeah, she's never signed. I've never. I mean, if you if you caught her outside, um, excuse me, one of her appearances from like in like two thousand, maybe you got that. Maybe you got it signed. But there's very, very, very few of those in the world signed. Do you know the mind just boggles? And then Joe's like, "Oh, sure, I'll do this for you guys." Boom. That's I mean, Scholastic. <laughs> and let me talk like the generosity. I called up Scholastic. I said, "You know, what what do you think? Because it will save us some money." And they're like, are you kidding? Of course, of course. Not even a blink. They donated the books. And not only that, they sent them to Europe and sent them and, and, and Joe's office sent them, is sending them back because to save us too. the money of the shipping. Yeah, exactly. That's a heavy, they saved bo- heavy us, load. They saved us a lot of money. And as you know, LeakyCon stands alone as a Harry Potter charity conference. Okay. So every dollar, <laughs> every dollar is helpful. Trust that because things cost a lot of money. Yes. So, or we'll end up being the charity goodness. next year. What? I said, or, or we'll end up being the charity next year. No, for real. <laughs> uh, um, no, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to be fabulous. You, you must be a registered guest. You cannot get a ticket for this unless you are a registered guest yes. at LeakyCon. That doesn't mean if you, you know, but you really, ought to really be can't anyway. go. Yeah, you, you ought to be. I mean, you're not really a Harry Potter fan otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we're not doing an auction of it because it's... Um, First of all, we think that, that it's worth more than any one person would be able to hand to us in a check, you know? Yeah. Second, we think that everybody should have more of an equal shot at, 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 at the prize. So um, that's exciting. I don't, and it's not, don't even think about it. The books aren't going to be in the hotel during the conference. We're going to bring them over at the end, but they're not, they're not even going to be near anyone. We're not even taking the chance. Of something <laughs> they happening. won't even exist until someone they, wins they, them. They, when they, right. When somebody when wins, one, they will. They conjure. They they, they just form. It's Boom. Interesting. It's Joe magic. Joe magic. Just think about like that, that. That opportunity doesn't exist anywhere in the world to get these. And if it did, they would be on auction at Sotheby's. They wouldn't be up for a, up for something where you where somebody who's not rich could feasibly get it. You know. Um. Yeah. Melissa, can we go back to Michael Goldenberg for just a minute? Surely. Aren't we having a special contest about Mr. Goldenberg? Yes, we are. There is a phrase in the news announcement. That oh. we made when Michael Goldenberg, uh, when we announced the Michael Goldenberg panel, and I think that phrase is uh, Michael Goldenberg will be keynoting at 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 LeakyCon 2009. That is the at sign, and then all one word LeakyCon 2009. Um, go to www for details. If you Twitter that and then post, a, in, you know, you just Twitter it. We'll we will search for the people who've Twittered those. Yep. And we will pick one person, maybe more, not sure, but one for now. Who will get a free ticket to that event? And if you're not going to the conference and you win, you can give that ticket to a registered guest of your choice. So, for instance, if you're not going to the conference but you have a friend who really, really wants this, you could Twitter it for them. Oh. You know? So, if you would like a free ticket to this keynote, get on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. Jump on it. <laughs> and so, registration, guys. Guys, we're getting to the point now where we're going to start closing down things because we're a month away from LeakyCon. So, uh. registration's getting to the point where we're getting tight. So, I think that if you even have an inclination, you should run and get it right now. You can go to LeakyCon.com and you can find the links there. 
Um, I want to remind everybody that you will not, not this year or even last year or even probably next year, mm. find a conference for which you're getting as much as you're getting for the amount that you're paying. We have, it's uh, registration opened at 160 it's at 195 now. We have three, count three mm. enormous Wizard Rock shows completely free, completely included in the price of your ticket. You uh. get your welcome feast, you get your leaving feast, you get access to all the vendor rooms, you get access to all the programming, you get access to the podcasts. Uh. There, no, nothing, nothing else exists like this. This is an unbelievable value. The only thing you pay extra money for are the keynotes because there's food involved, etc., etc. So, and, and you even get a free back rub from Sue. What? And a free character uh, from Frankie, of sure. of you in the house robes of your choice. Um, actually, you don't do free, but Frankie is having a a, a special event at Potter, at LeakyCon, aren't you, Frankie? Yes. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, I want to talk about this fact. This is gonna be one of my daily LeakyCon highlights. So, t- what what are you doing at LeakyCon? We're doing. Uh, I'm doing a. Uh, <laughs> I like what they titled it. They titled it Frax Fan Art Factory. <laughs> so. <laughs> You'll go it's and, Frankie's um, fun size art factory. Basic, um, basic drawing techniques, and we'll then we'll take a, a census and we'll draw one of the characters together. And I'm gonna have some little handouts and just some basic, you know, drawing tutorial stuff. I want to go. It should be fun. I would like to go. Do you have to pay extra to see Frankie? Yes. You do? Yes, you have to come in with two with two Pellegrino bottles. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If Holy not, cow! I'll take no. off my invisibility cloak, so no. you'll be able to see me. But oh, this is that would be awesome. This is an amazing arts and crafts workshop, and that just comes with your registration. And you either go, and you know, the, the guys. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's possible to to over say what a ridiculous. I mean, I, honestly, I think we charge too little for this conference. <laughs> Looking back on it, I think we should have charged more because we're trying to raise money here. And but listen, times are tough, so. We're we're going to talk about Pellegrino and our drums, though, aren't we? I think because I want to have a story. I want to ask you about Melissa. Everybody's oh. got stories. So many story, stories. Story, stories, stories. Well, like okay. forty minutes for the wrap up. What are uh-huh. we doing with the rest of the show? What's next? We have some quick fire cannon conundrums, and Yay. we have some story times in the wrap up. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a great okay. show. Well, then let's go on to the rest of this great show, shall we? Let's do it. Yes. It's time for Canon Conundrums. Listen in as our panel tries to figure out one specific issue from the Harry Potter canon. Who could possibly figure that out? What is this? This is Rapid Fire Canon Conundrums? Is that what this is? Yes, I have a good one. All right. Oh, good. Let's do it. Stop for Canon Conundrums. Pantsless Rock? <laughs> yeah, I know him. If you have a Horcrux, what happens if you get a terminal disease or just get super old? I would imagine it'd be something like you know that movie Death Becomes Her when they take <laughs> they can't die, but if you damage yourself, your body can still like be dead, but you just won't die. I would suck. So I would imagine it'd be something like that. Uh that'd be the worst. Well, what happened to Voldemort's body with the Avada Kedavra? Like this is what I've always thought. I've always thought yeah. that well, this has been batted down. But that he would have not never been able to come back if he didn't have those Horcruxes after that Avacadabra thing. So, what, like, if your body was back. dying or you had a terminal disease, he could technically 
kill himself, kill his body, and get resurrected in the same way he did in the first place in the graveyard. Oh, but it'd be that really complicated spell that took a lot. Right, yeah. So I guess his body is still capable of dying. Yeah, that's that's a good point because you're ripping pieces of your soul. Yeah. And so if your body is damaged, whether by magic, disease, or age. Sure. You say AIDS? Age. Oh. A-G-E. <laughs> Voldemort's sleeping around. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It would. It's still the same thing. That means if you have a Horcrux, you could you die of old age. Hmm. Well, that seems kind of pointless then, because it really yeah. Horcruxes <laughs> are just preventing you from being murdered. They're not preventing you. They're not keeping you alive all the time. Hey, wait, Grindelo. Wait, Gr- Grindelo. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> all the Horcruxes. What would I, I mean? I guess you do die. Yeah, all wizards know. die. I mean, I just. Uh, mm-hmm. I still think you could die if you only had a part of a Horcrux, but you're, I think the Horcrux, doesn't it go into another part of your body or something, maybe? Maybe like, it's just that you have to do something else to regenerate your body. Like, you right. know, it's not like when we get, like, like if if you get old and you're actually dying in your hole, then there's nothing you can do about it. But if it's right. if your soul is still going and it's your body that's that's decre- that's becoming decrepit, you can do magic to keep your body from getting decrepit, and then you can then you're gonna last. Like that's the easy part, keeping the body from de- de- decomposing. It's it's yeah. it's keeping your soul alive. That's the hard part. Because I thought Joe had said that that magic cannot conquer death. You know, I mean, you can try it, but you that that ultimately, or you know, that it you can't bring back the dead. And yeah, you yeah. can't bring back the dead. You know, but the I think, but yeah, that's true. But then the magic can just really can pervert. What's already existing before right. death occurs. Now, what if they put Voldemort on a plane, dead? With snakes? And, oh no, here we go. And I, hear where, I know island. where this is going. Yep. <laughs> would he be. I feel alive that one coming from Italy. Would the island just be resurrecting him like in some kind of trick? Sort it's the of island. Is he another, though? We don't know if he's another. You know the black smoke Voldemort's is a totally death. Another. Well, sure. Yes. I'm lost because. They ap- the, all the Death Eaters apparate into the smoke monster. Oh, he's the, he's the basilisk. Who's <laughs> <laughs> totally the bad. I love this from the chat. Who would win, Ben or Voldemort? That's a good Ooh, question. Ben's worthless. He has no power. <laughs> ben is ben awesome. Could make, ben could probably a- attempt to manipulate Voldemort, but if it was a hands-on duel, just toe-to-toe, he would lose. But he okay. might have a chance of manipulating Voldemort for a little while. Right. Until the Legitimens comes into fact, though. But I think oh, he would be... True. He would be pretty good at Aquaman's bid. I bet yeah. he would. That's a good. Yeah. That was we a good. Digress. Was that a Ken and Conundrum someone submitted, or was that just no, one we jumped on? I John, jumped you on. said it. No, it was in the chat. Someone said it was would have been better than Voldemort. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Jumped on it. Next Ken and Conundrum, please. I had this question. I, I I don't know this, but who is Dumbledore's father? Oh. What's... Oh, what was his name? What was his name? It's in the book. Know. It's in is the it? book. Is it? Isn't it? Isn't right. it in, 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 in what's your face in jail? He just went to jail? jail. Yeah, he's in jail for um because whatever what he did, the Muggles did to oh, right, his right, daughter. Yeah. It's in the is it in the the Life and Lives of Albus Dumbledore? Someone saying yeah. Percival. Because I remember Voldemort Percival, Percival. That's right. It's Percival. Percival. It was Percival. I, that yeah. popped in my head, but I just thought I was remembering it wrong. Wow. No, no, no. Percival Dumbledore. Look at you, Freck. You're on a roll tonight. Nice work, gang. Um, there's one. We might have discussed this at one point. It was if Slytherin made the chamber, Ravenclaw made the room requirement. Possibly, what did the others make? 
Gryffindor made, made the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, we went over this. Hufflepuff made a play place with a ball pit to unwind. <laughs> I think no, I think Hufflepuff had a lot to do with the kitchens, with the magic, like the setup of the four tables and whatnot. I, I think, think yeah. Hufflepuff made a series of I caves, like a set. And then Gryffindor. Gryffindor know, Tower. The tower. Well, then the Ravenclaws in the tower too. So was Gryffindor the, the first hall? defense against the dark arts teacher? That's what I want to know. Ooh, good call. Ooh, interesting. I wonder what they called it a thousand years earlier. The grand, you know, in the study of grand. Defense. I, defense I love the, the four pounders. Defense I against the Slytherin class. I'm with there, Sue. <laughs> I wish I, if there was a book yeah. on them, I would just love to get my hands on Joe's notes for the four founders. Just because, like, oh, I love Me that too. concept. Mm. There was this great fan fiction written by someone yes. that used to work at Lupin. And she wrote a fabulous thing about them creating the castle. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by that process. I want to know uh, that, about how they actually came together, yeah. the enchantments, and what the thought process was into creating that castle. And how they, basically, in, the, in this fan fiction, they, it's, it's the night before the school opens, and Godric paints the ceiling. And um, they come together, the four of them, to create the weather in the ceiling. So, like, Slytherin cool. is storms, and um, Hufflepuff is obviously the sun, huh. and... Uh, yeah. Gryffindor, I forget. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, uh, I forgot. But okay. it's it's ama- it's amazing. It's it's just an amazing. It's it's written by Arabella. You can look it up. It's called Before the Beginning. Oh, she's awesome. Wow. But it doesn't. Oh, I like that title. That's cool. It is, but it's so fascinating to think about. I mean, they built this enormous castle with all these different things, with the moving staircases and just. I mean, the whole environment and you know their thought process on what they're going to teach and I just. I, that's the kind of thing I know. Maybe it makes me an uber geek for wanting to know that, but I just crave that kind of detail. And then, then the fact that Joe sat down and thought that far in advance and created all that uh, still astounds me to this day. Amazing. All right, next. Next, conclusion. Oh well, this is, goes along with what you just said. How did the founding fathers of Hogwarts meet? There weren't a lot of wizards back then. <laughs> They were all just cousins. Well, and think about this too. This is another thing, and I'm—I hate to rant about this. Harmony, somebody's. But it's really cool that the two women, considering the time period in that time, women were not—they were—they were kept down, and you know, women were not taught to school. And I think this is really bold, you know, just really advanced thinking on their part that they were going to allow women to not to teach and be part of that were created as equals. These four, you know, and 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 to take girls to school at that time i don't know so that's really it maybe it was really clang, you know not clandestine but you know that secrecy laws applied then and it was just a very uh small percentage of wizards at that point so I don't know. well they were a couple weren't they weren't they two couples no i don't think it's ever been established no. slytherin was with uh no ravenclaw lady no john i think you've been reading that fan fiction yeah no or you, sure? got, you the bloody baron was with well, that was the, the rebound after slytherin vanished no, the Bloody Baron was with her daughter. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think they probably had not that many wizards back then, but at the same time, well, I don't know. I don't know because Why it was a thousand, a thousand no years. Wizards? Right. <laughs> yeah. True. Exactly. I didn't say no wizards. I didn't say no wizards, but they did say that a lot of the wizards died off during. Um, they got persecuted. Like the Inquisition yeah. and the persecutions. So maybe there were more than they have now. So maybe it was a larger community. I don't know. I don't know how they would have met. I would imagine they would have met due to a circumstance. Like they realized there was a need 
and those are the four that stepped up. Yeah, presumably they were some of the most powerful in their age, so people of power tend to gravitate towards each other because they're part of the same organizations. And... Just like you and Muchka. Now, do we know if the Mystery of Magic predates Hogwarts or vice versa? Um, I want to say it... Vice versa, because a thousand years old. Yeah. I don't know, though. I, I want to I say the other way because the, of the veil. Yeah, I did too. Supposedly, you know, it seems like the ministry was almost built around the veil. Yeah, but it it wouldn't be like the big, you know, building back a thousand years ago. Maybe it was just a governing council or something. Well, you know, plus two. If you, I mean, and this is ridiculous to think of it this way, but if you had to think the equate the time, there was kings, there was monarchies, so there wasn't a system of government at that point. So maybe they did some tribal council. Yeah, right, Millie. Is that what you mean? Yeah, like a tribunal more than than just. I don't know, like a formal ministry that we see it today, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That council? Okay. Maybe it was that council of wizards, you know? That great council of wizards. That, like, oh, like like the Wizengamut yeah. back, way back? Yeah. Okay. That would make sense. That would kind of work. That's a good question. I wish we knew because we don't know. I mean, we're just kind of guessing, you know, because we don't have the candidate. Well, let's write that one on the list because, you know, all these people were being about the fact that uh, when we had Joe on the show, all we did was goof around, so... We need to keep a list of questions. Are people really that... saying that? Because we, we got a lot of stuff answered at that. We did. You know, they were biased, of course, these folks. But uh, I was just Googling recently oh, John Google. Dolish, uh, that whole story. And I found a lot of articles about the interview. Don't, don't Google. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I've learned in my time. You don't Google. Wow. Let me give you some, some of my hard-earned wisdom, John. So, Never leads anywhere oh, good. Right. Yeah, totally. This this is a good question, but I, I, I like this one. I don't know if... I want to talk about this, but someone asked, do you think Slytherin would have come back to fight without Slughorn being there and, and being brave? I would say yes. Yeah. I do too. Why do you think that, Melanie? Slytherin House? What, Frankie? Because I... Slytherin House? I think they probably would have needed somebody to step up and say, okay, let's go back. Otherwise, yeah. people will just, you know, people who aren't brave by nature will disperse, like they won't charge back. But as long as somebody like like stepped up and said, hey, come on, let's go. I think they would have. Honestly, I do. I just because Joe made Joe said many times it's not that everybody in 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 Slytherin is 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 weak or a coward. They just they're awesome. You know, we just don't see those people because we're looking at things through Harry's perspective. So he's going to see the Death Eaters. You know, would they have come I back? Mean, what else would they have done? Well, I mean, the same ones that I think the difference is the difference only would have been like maybe twenty kids. I still think the ones that came back for the most part would have still came back. There would have been a few that kind of rallied, you know what I mean? And just just like what uh, Joe said, like it was such so like a Slytherin to leave and get help and then come back, you know what I mean? Like it just it just makes yeah. sense. I would imagine someone would do that. Because they're, they're thinking about it, you know, practically. Yeah, they are. What's our quickest way to our end here? Go get help. Yeah. Uh, all right. How do we get out of this without dying? Go get help. Yeah. <laughs> All right, do we have any more conclusions, or how long have we been at this here? Let me look. We're about about 20 minutes. All right, we do one more? One more. Yeah, of course. Uh, one was, did uh, Hermione lift the memory charm she cast on Oh, yeah. Memory. I'm like, of course. I'm like, duh. Isn't it terrible, though, that she can't share with her parents this amazing thing they did? I mean, I know it was horrible at the time, and she made the right choice, I think, but how do you sit down and explain, okay, the thing I never told you, Mom, about this whole time is that I spent the last, you know, seven years... Helping my friend escape a horrible death from a homicidal lunatic, and we just saved the world. You don't think she ever told her parents? 
I mean, she has to have, but how do you how do you purge that? I mean, she gave them the memory charm just to keep them safe and out of the way. But once the, everything yeah, but was they didn't safe, know. They didn't know what was going on in book in book five. She went off to go skiing with them while Voldemort was out there. Right. Mm. Well, yeah, now no, that everything's over, with, it makes sense for her to want to, her parents to know. <laughs> but imagine that conversation. So here's what I was doing in school that I didn't tell you about. Yeah, and if it didn't work, then she could just right. erase her memory again. That's true too. God, that's power, isn't it? It's like um, the man with uh, the horn rimmed glasses and his wife and heroes. I haven't been watching that. Uh, well, that was season one, though. All that mm. happening. Oh, here's a good one. Was it wrong of the Sorting Hat to place the Weasleys because of their family instead of individuals? I would imagine that that's not the case because look at the the Patil twins. They one was Ravenclaw, one was um, Gryffindor. So I think the Sorting Hat knows, and they just the Weasleys are just such a close knit family that they just they have they share those similar, you know characteristics and both their parents were raving were gryffindor what if you know the other twins what if one parent was this one parent was that well i asked i asked during the 2005 interview if the um sorting hat was ever wrong and she said no and i said well that implies that the sorting hat is in your own head and she said yes so that it's pulling the decision literally from you so if it comes from you it can't be wrong you know so it is It is considering if there was a Weasley that was so Slytherin that there would be no other way, that Weasley would end up in Slytherin, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Someone in the chat was just like, I read a fic where Ginny gets restored into Slytherin. It's like, yes, that's how every Ginny Draco fanfic starts. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> that, that or they start secretly meeting in a broom closet. Like, right, seriously. Yeah. Don't tell me. In their own little room of requirement. Never. Don't Never tell my brother. <laughs> Never. He'd kill you. There'd be a duel. Yes. Okay. Delicious. Well, is that the end <laughs> of our Kennekin Clenjuring? I think so. Previously, on Albus Potter and the Founder's Fountain. That girl in our year, the Hufflepuff who can't fly. Layla, if she can talk to Peeves, she could help us. Get in and see the Sorting Hat. But now I understand everything. You have been given a magical quest. I don't know about a spell. I just mean this thing we've built. It's a fountain. You are to seek an object designed by the founders of this school. What I cannot give you are dimensions, locations, or incantations. How'd it go with Sorting Hat? Tell you later. I've got to get this key back. You took this. Here, if you've nothing to be ashamed of, take it. It's your responsibility now. That thing we've been mucking about with, the fountain, we have to get it working. That's what the Sorting Hat needs us to do. I will ask the house elves about the fountain. They know many things to do with the castle. That's all settled then. We'll talk to them after the holidays. What do you think, Hal? Twelve Grimmauld Place for Christmas? Fantastic. You'll love it, Scorp. Grandmother, can we wait a minute before ringing the bell? I might wish you were staying at home with your family where you belong until the end of the holidays. But if this is your choice, at least let us make sure you are on time. But I don't understand. Why don't you want me to stay here? 
I never heard Dad get cross like that before. The correct form of address is Father, Scorpius. Sorry. I trust you are not picking up low habits at school. Or is that too much to hope for, given the connections you have already made? I... I don't know what you mean. Please, Grandmother, tell me what the argument was about. No more questions. Your father has forbidden me to speak of it any further. Suffice it to say, your grandfather and I are in complete agreement as to the foolishness of allowing you to accept this invitation. Is it about what Grandfather said on Christmas Day? I don't see what the problem is. He always talks like that after dinner. Anyway, shouldn't everybody know you saved Harry Potter's life? Why can't I know the whole story? It's not my decision. Your grandfather and I believe you ought to be given certain information about the past. In our view, forewarned is forearmed. Your mother, on the other hand, feels otherwise, and your father, as usual, is supporting her in her foolishness. I think you know of our hopes for you, Scorpius. Yes, Grandmother. All I may say is that we do not consider these profitable friendships for you. I trust that in time you will come to realise that, and go on to form more suitable alliances. What do you mean, profitable? Shouldn't I have made friends with Alan Rosie? Did I do something wrong? You could never do anything wrong in my eyes, my dearest. However, I am a little surprised you have not shown more discrimination. We were pleased when you wrote and told us the good news that you had been sorted into Slytherin, as befits a Malfoy. It's a matter of pride. You need to be careful who you mix with. All we may hope is that your mother is right for once, and this situation can be turned to our advantage. It is cold. If you are going in, ring the bell, Scorpius. Wait a minute. I'm scared now. What if Al's family feel the same as your own grandfather? What if they don't like me? You can still change your mind and come back home with me. N no. I'll go in. But you're going to wait with me, aren't you? Grandson, you are a Malfoy. Show proper pride. And remember, if I had not protected him, Harry Potter would be dead, buried and forgotten these nineteen years. There is nothing to be afraid of. He should get down on his knees and thank us for his miserable life. Grandmother, please. I don't like it when you get upset. I'll come back with you. I want to. It's a disgrace. That the noble and ancient house of Black should be in such hands. The offspring of a monster and a mudblood's child. No, Scorpius, you must stay. You will show them that we Malfoys still have our pride. Just promise you won't get upset again. I'm going to ring now, alright? <laughs> Albus? Sister, this is my grandson. As you can see, he is cold. Come in, young man. Will you stay for tea, Narcissa? Grandmother? Who's she? I thought your sister was dead. Is it a ghost? Don't be ridiculous, Scorpius. No, Andromeda. I will not stay. Goodbye, then, sister. Wait, don't go yet. Was at the door. Harry, is that you? Albus's visitor has arrived. 
I don't like them standing on the doors. Oh! <laughs> Good evening, Mrs. Malfoy. We weren't expecting you. It is quite a distance to travel, and I was familiar with the destination. Therefore, I insisted on being the one to accompany my grandson. Uh, of course. A Scorp, isn't it? Come in out of the cold. His name is Scorpius. Please make sure he has a hot drink immediately. He is delicate and has never apparated before. Grandmother! Don't worry, Mrs. Malfoy. My wife will take good care of him. Goodbye, my darling. Be proud. And remember, show no fear. Wait! Here we are then, Scorpius. Let's get you settled in. Is that all your luggage? Leave it. I can get that for you. Locomotor trunk. Al and Rose are upstairs. They can't wait to see you. After you, Andromeda. What's it to be, young man? Hot chocolate? Yes, please. Hurry them back down, would you, Harry? Supper's almost ready. My grandmother called her sister. That's right. Which makes Mrs. Tonks your great-auntie. Come on, this way. They don't look like each other. My grandmother's pretty. That lady's really old. I thought she was a ghost when she answered the door. Yeah, she scared me a bit when I first met her. But she's nice when you get to know her. I wasn't scared. Of course you weren't. Here we are. You'll be sharing with Al and Hugo. Scorp, you're here. At last, you look freezing. Come and sit by the fire. Hi, you two. Have you ever sighted an apparatus before? It's amazing. You apparated? No way. That's so unfair. Dad, will you apparate me somewhere tomorrow? Sure. Where do you want to go? Honestly. No. Supper in the kitchen in five minutes, you three. Everybody else is already downstairs. Don't make me have to come up and get you. Come on, then. Tell us. Yes, how dare you keep something like that from us? I have no idea what you're talking about. We overheard Mum and Mrs. Tonks talking about it earlier. Your gran and Teddy's gran are sisters. Oh, that. Why didn't you tell us? I only just found out myself. That makes you and him sort of cousins. How unbelievably cool is that? Come on, let's go and introduce you to everyone. Fancy game explosion snap before we go to sleep. What about him? <sighs> Hugo, he won't mind. All right, go on then. Hey Al, why didn't you tell me? Tell you what? That one of our teachers was going to be at dinner. What was Professor Longbottom doing here anyway? He's not Professor here. He's just Neville. He lives nearby. Well, you might have warned me. Snap! I'm the one who should be worried about him being here. I keep thinking he's going to tell Dad about me nicking that stupid key. What have you done with it? I've got it here. I'm hanging on to it all the time so I can't lose it. Snap! It scratches every time I put my hands in my pocket. Last night it worked its way out from under my pillow and nearly had my eye out. It's like it's out to get me. Maybe it doesn't like being taken out of Hogwarts. My grandmother's got loads of stuff that's charmed to bring down bad luck on anyone that steals it from her house. Great. 
I've had enough of it for one day anyway. It's going in my trunk for the night. Hide it in a sock or something. Good plan. I wish I'd never set eyes on the thing. Are you looking forward to tomorrow? Definitely. Are we really going to Weasley's Wizard Weezers? Of course we are. Uncle Ron said he'll take us out for lunch afterwards. I can't believe you've never been there before. Mother and father won't let me go in. I don't know why. Well, don't go telling Rosie's mum that whatever you do. She'll start fussing about getting their permission. Okay, I won't. Snap! I win! Uh-oh, that's mum. Quick, get into bed. What's going on in here? Al, stop pretending to be asleep. I asked you a question. Is that you, mum? I was asleep. Really? Then perhaps you can tell me why there are cards on the floor and scorch marks all over the carpet. Sorry, mum. It was just one game. Rose and Lily are already asleep. What if you'd woken Hugo? Him? He wouldn't wake up if a herd of hippogriffs were in the room. Well, go to sleep now. It's late. Okay. Night, mum. Night, night, darling. My mum, you kissed me once already. Yes, and you went to bed once already. How are you, Scorpius? Not feeling too homesick, I hope? I'm fine. Thank you, Mrs. Potter. Good night, then. Sleep well. Good night. She's nice, sure, mum. Yeah. Night, Scorp. Night, Al. Let me sit by the fire, would you, Wrong? Those stairs are freezing. Thanks for going up, Jim. No problem. I wanted to check on our visitor anyway. Have they settled down for the night? Sound asleep. Most of them, anyway. Al and his new friend were still up, but I sorted them out. They weren't disturbing Hugo, which was the main thing. So what do we think of little Malfoy? Oh, Ron, don't remind us. Looks exactly like Draco, doesn't he? Kind of weird, wasn't it? Watching him and Al at dinner, obviously getting on like a house on fire. I think he seems like a nice enough kid so far. Maybe Neville will give us a lowdown. I'm not sure we should ask him to do that, Ron. Oh, come off it, Hermione. Go on, Neville. Tell us what he's like at school. It's like Ginny said. Um, he's, he's a nice enough kid. Quiet, in lessons anyway. He, he, he doesn't draw attention to himself. Not a case of like father, like son, and then. Not exactly, no. Do we know who his mother is? Astoria Greengrass. She was in my year. Dead boring. One of those charm club types. Hey, I was in charms club in my fourth year, I'll have you know. So was I. And they call me tactless. Go on, Nev. Tell us more about the Malfoy kid. Well, there's not much more to tell, to be honest. Um, the, the staff wondered how he'd get on, what with Malfoy not being the most popular name around, but you two took him under their wing in the first week. But now the three of them spend more time with each other than with anyone in their houses. Well, as long as he doesn't start coming out with any pure-blood nonsense, it's fine with us, isn't it, Ron? Typical, though, isn't it? Of all the friends they could have found, our dynamic duo have to go and pick up a Malfoy. I uh, caused a bit of talk, that's for sure. Um, we, we did think it was going to cause a bit of a problem at one point. Um, there was a talk of a midnight duel. Sound familiar? A duel? I hope Rose wasn't involved. Get real, love. It was probably her idea. Don't worry, Hermione. The rumors didn't come to anything. You mean you didn't catch them in the act? Anyway, Victor and I decided it was just malicious gossip. Gossip about Albus? Who from? Well, I, I don't want to label a kid, 
not in his first term, but, well, there is a Slytherin who seems like he could turn into a bit of a troublemaker. Who is it, Nev? Go on, you can tell us. Uh, no, I, I think I've said enough already. Then tell us how Victor's doing as the Slytherin head of house. We're all dying to know. Speak for yourself. He's doing okay. Uh, he seems a bit fed up sometimes, though. I think he thinks teaching Transfiguration's a bit of a step down for him, to be honest. And who can blame him, right? More likely it's just his injury. It's only been six months. True. Losing a leg. You don't bounce back from that in a hurry. <laughs> uh... He'll be a very good head of house once he settles in and starts, you know, actually talking to the students instead of just glaring at them. He doesn't favor the Slytherins too much, though, so that's one good thing. So, they're settling in okay. How are they finding the studies? I know Rose isn't in your house, but have you heard anything? You've been dying to ask that for the last five minutes, haven't you? Rose is absolutely fine, Hermione. A joy to teach and racing ahead in all her subjects. Go on, Neville, say that. It's what she wants to hear. Don't tease, Ron. It's such an interesting time, the first year learning magic, that's all. It's true, anyway. Rose is top in all her subjects. Well, all except mine, that is. There's this Hufflepuff who's showing a lot of promise. She's the fourth in this little group, actually. I, I see her around a lot with the other three. One for Miss Charles. I think it's sweet. I should really be getting home soon, actually. One for the road. Oh, thanks, Harry. Don't mind if I do. Fire whiskey. Cheers. How's he doing? Al, that is. In lessons, you mean? No, of course not. I meant, how's he getting on in Gryffindor? His letters have been... How shall I put it? I mean, the secretive. It's not like him at all. He's okay, Harry. Um, it's nothing to worry about, surely. What's nothing to worry about? Our son, apparently. Honestly, both of you, you you're worrying over nothing. He'll be just fine. He's, he's taking a while to settle in. That's all. Carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders as usual. Well, that does sound like our Al, at least. Well, I, I am glad he ended up in my house. Gives me a chance to, uh... I, I don't know. Keep an eye on him? Is that what you were going to say? Oh, come on, mate. You're not telling us the whole story. You can't fool us. What's going on? They're definitely up to something. All four of them. Like what? Well, nothing I can put my finger on. A, a lot of whispering in corners and at meals. At meals? But they're in different houses. You wouldn't know with this lot. They keep turning up at the Gryffindor table. No rule against it, but, well, it, it doesn't happen often. At the moment, I'm just seeing how the situation develops, to be honest. What situation? You've got us really worried now. Well, um... They've been seen hanging around in a disused part of the castle in their free time. Seems this corridor's been hidden away or blocked off for centuries until the renovations made it turn up again. Of course, Hogwarts is full of forgotten mysteries, so who knows? They might have just found one. What's the fascination with the dusty old corridor? You know the castle better than anyone, Neville. What's your theory? Well, at first I thought they might have stumbled across the room's requirement, but well, they're not going anywhere near old Barnabas the Barmy. They should really be concentrating on their homework this year, not running all over the castle. It's not safe. Honestly, I, I wouldn't worry. Um, it's an empty corridor, nothing else. Uh, at the moment, me and Victor and Phileas 
We're just doing our best not to know. Come on, Hermione. You've got to admit it's impressive if they found out one of the castle's secrets already. I bet it was Rosie who found it. I suppose Neville does know best. Look, I, I really should be going. Um, listen, thank you so much for dinner. It was it was fantastic. Can't you stay a bit longer? Oh, I, I, I wish I could. I have to be up at the crack of dawn for the deliveries in the morning, though, so... But, you know, that's that's the price I pay for an evening off, right? Say bye to Teddy for me. Um, where is he, anyway? Still in the kitchen. On the flu, of course. Give Hannah and the little ones our love. Will do. I'll see you out. Anyone for the last of the pumpkin juice? Scorpius? No, thank you, Mrs. Potter. I'll have it, Mum. Thanks. So, you three, what are your plans for this morning? I wish we could still go to Diagon Alley. I know, darling, but it'll be no fun in this weather. We can go later if it clears up. Why don't we all have some games in the drawing room this morning? Hugo and Lily would love it if you played with them. Sorry, Mum, we're going to show Scorp over the house. That won't take very long. It might. We want to try and get into the locked room. Which room? You know, Dad. The one at the end of the passage on the floor beneath our bedroom. Sorry, Al, but that's not locked anymore. You and Teddy cleared it out the day before we all arrived, didn't you, Harry? Thank goodness. I never liked the thought of old Mrs. Black's bedroom festering away behind that door. That's the last of them. Even the attics are empty now. But, Uncle Harry, it's not fair. You said we could help when we'd learned some defense against the dark arts. Did I? Sorry about that, Rosie, but you wouldn't have liked it. There were about 500 doxies living in the bed hangings. We still would have helped. There could still be a ghost or something around the place, though. Couldn't there, Mum? I really don't think so, darling. What about a ghoul hiding out somewhere? Trust me, if there was a ghoul, you'd hear it all over the house. Like we can at Granny's? Oh, it's so unfair. I wish we were at the burrow. I heard on the wireless they've got snow. Rose, I know you're disappointed about not going to the shop, but that's enough complaining. We might as well not even be here. We've hardly seen Teddy since we arrived. Rosie, what did your mother just say? Sorry, Mum. Well, we're still going to have a look over the house. You might have missed something. Well, if you get bored, feel free to come down to the kitchen and help with lunch. Will there be eleven, says Auntie Jenny? Maybe a ginger nude or two if you're lucky. Cool. Dad, who's the man in the portrait? That one? His name's Phineas Nigellus Black. Why do you ask? No reason. The picture's blank sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes, yes. None of the other pictures are like that. This is an old picture. It's been in this house a long time. Phineas Nigellus used to live here, and he's also one of Hogwarts' headmasters. He's got another portrait hanging in the head's office. When he's not here, he's there. I see. Does the picture ever talk? Like the fat lady at school? As far as I know, he hasn't said a word in years. These days, he just scowls. He's doing it now! Look! Miserable old git. Ron! Well, he is a miserable old git. I doubt he's changed much in the last 19 years. So he never speaks at all? What's with all the questions, Al? What do you care about old Phineas Nigellus? Nothing. I was just wondering. I finished. Can I get down from the table, Mum? Me too, please, Auntie Ginny. How about you, Scorpius? More bacon? Another piece of toast? No, thank you, Mrs. Potter. I've finished too. Off you go, then. 
was all that about? What? With the portrait. Oh, that. It's a bit worrying. I wasn't sure at first, but when your dad said it hangs in McGonagall's office, I remembered where I'd seen it before. Yeah, and it's seen us too. So what? It doesn't matter if the picture never speaks. Hope you're right. Of course he is. Come on, let's start in the attics and work our way down. Well, here we are. Uncle Harry was right. It's been totally cleared out. Another empty room. Is it time for Levensies yet? If you're bored, Scott, why don't you suggest something to do? I thought you said this house was full of weird stuff. You should see my grandmother's house if you think this is good. It's not our fault we haven't found anything magic. Hey, why don't we do some magic ourselves? There's plenty of space in here. Now that's more like it. What do you say, Al? Don't encourage her, Scott. She knows we're not allowed. Oh, don't be such a scaredy-cat. He's always like this, Scott. It's so boring. Not allowed? Why ever not? I've been practicing the spells we learned last time at home, and my dad's been showing me new ones. I'll teach them to you if you like. Oh, yes, please. Come on, Al. It'll be educational. We're not supposed to while we're here. We promised your mum. No one's going to find out. Ignore him, Scott. Tell me what you're going to teach us. Okay. Well, Dad's been teaching me stunning. Stunning? Come off it. We don't learn that at school until fifth year. Brilliant. Show me. All right. Hold on. Let me think. Okay. The word stupefy, and it goes something like this. Yes, I think I see. Let me try it on you. Uh, all right then. Wait, Rosie. Don't you think we should get some cushions or something first? Oh, you're still here, are you, Al? We don't need cushions, do we, Scott? We're only practising. I... I suppose not. You're not going to get it right first time, are you? I wouldn't bet on that, Scott, if I were you. Rosie, seriously, it'll only take me a minute to fetch some. You mean it'll only take you a minute to tell everyone what we're up to? I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't you? Are you sure you're in Gryffindor, Al? Because sometimes I can't think why the Sorting Cat put you in there. Okay, fine. Go ahead and cast the stupid spell. Scorp, if you end up in St Mungo's, don't blame me. At last. Stupefy. <laughs> oh no, Scorpius, you are right? <sighs> now look what you've done. Is he stunned? I don't think so. Not properly, anyway. I'm all right. Just need to rest here for a second. Nice hex, Rosie. Thanks. But I didn't get the arm movement quite right. I bet I could if I tried it again. Well, you're not trying it on me. She thinking on her for noise? Hope not. Are you okay to get up now, Scorp? Can I help you? Get off, Rosie. Leave me alone. Come on, Scorp. Time for elevenses. What's on the floor that's so interesting? Come down here and look at this. What is it? Can't you see it? Between those two floorboards? Something shining. Oh yes, I see it. Look, Al. I think Scott might have found something magic after all. Can we get it? I can't quite reach. Here, get out of the way. Don't shove, Rosie. Wingardium Leviosa. There you go. You can reach it now. Nice one. Quick, grab it, Scott. What is it? No idea. I know. We can ask Mum. Wait, let's think about this. Why? What if she wants to keep hold of it? 
we'll never see it again don't be daft of course we will anyway what's the point of having it if we don't know what it is we don't have to say where it came from if that will make you feel better all right then come on let's go and find her she's working in the dining room i'm sorry darling i've no idea what it could be oh mum we were sure you'd be able to tell us well it looks like it might be the broken part of some kind of ornament perhaps a belt buckle or hair clasp or something no i don't think that's it no why is that scorpius it's something else i don't know how i know but i can just tell is it magic it's very old i can tell you that much and beautiful did you find it yes he did where was it it was Shh, darling i'm asking scorpius in in the locked room at least it's not locked now it was in between two floorboards well scorpius as you found it i think you should hang on to it really me of course a clear-cut case of finest keepers thanks now you lot i'm not going to get much more done before lunch so i think i'll go and give them a hand in the kitchen Gosh, look at the portrait, Al. Doesn't the old man look furious? So he does. He's turning purple in the face. Looks like his head's about to explode. I wonder what's the matter. Oh, disrespect, cavalier disregard for other people's property. The matter, foolish boy, is that what you have there does not belong to you. He's talking to us. What did he say? Something about this. Scorp's ornament, Finny. I will thank you to return it to its rightful owner. Well, it's mine now. Better return it to me, Al. At last. A boy who looks as though he might actually belong in this house. Do I? Why? What is your name? Who are your parents? Tell me at once. My name is Malfoy. What's it to you? I knew it. Are you a member of Slytherin House? As it happens, I am. So what? You must return the item to your head of house immediately. You mean this? See, guys? I knew it was magic. Of course it is magic. Magic far too ancient and powerful to be in the hands of a mere boy. Look at it. What do you see? It's... it looks like silver. Like Rose's mum said. It looks like jewellery or something. It is not jewellery. Go on. Describe it to me. Well, it's shaped like like two letter s's intertwined with each other precisely this object was made by none other than salazar slytherin himself he left it at hogwarts and the heads of slytherin have guarded it on his behalf ever since oh i see you mean it's important then it must be returned to hogwarts can i trust you to do that boy of course sir but what is it do not ask foolish questions 
It is a deeply powerful and ancient magical object. That is all you need to know. He said that once already. I don't think he even knows what it is himself. Do you, Al? He hasn't got a clue. Oh, the impertinent one. The Gryffindor who sneaks into password-protected offices. Dangerous. The headmistress is foolish to allow it to go unpunished. Did you hear that, Al? Does he mean that Professor McGonagall knows you were in her office? If he was going to get me into trouble, he'd have done it by now. He's just muttering to himself. Oh, gross impertinence. Mark my words, Malfoy, and do as I say. Yes, sir. Hey, wait a minute. Too late. He's gone. What were you going to ask him? I want to know why. If it was meant to look after Miss Finn, when he was slivering head of house, how come he took it out of Hogwarts in the first place? And then let it fall down into a crack in the floorboards? Good point, Al. He didn't take proper care of it, so I don't think he's got any right to decide who should look after it now. You keep it, Scorp. You're as much a slivering as anyone else. But Al, he used to be head of Slytherin. I can't refuse to do what he asked. Can I have another look at it, Scorp? Just for a second. What is it, Rose? I knew it reminded me of something. Al, hand over that key Professor Longbottom gave you. What? No way! I'm not letting it out of my sight. Oh, for heaven's sake, I'll give it straight back. Thank you. Look, can't you see it when I hold them side by side? They're exactly the same size, gold and silver. Godric Gryffindor and Salazar Slytherin. They're a pair. Wow, she's right. And he said it was magic. They must both be part of the fountain. Well, that's that, Venscorp. You can't hand it in. But I gave my word. What's more important, obeying a stupid old portrait or our quest? He may just be an old portrait, but he's a Slytherin, like me. Al, what would you do in my place? Look, the hat said the task was about bringing the houses closer together, so it's not being disloyal to put it above everything else. That's what I think, anyway. But it's up to you, Scorp. You found it. It's your decision. Isn't that right, Rosie? Hmm, I suppose so. All right. I'll do it. For the quest. Excellent. You've made the right decision, Scorp. Now, who wants me to stun them next? No, thank you very much. It's lunch in five minutes anyway. Shepherd's pie and treacle tart. Come on. I'll race you both downstairs. Next time, on Albus Potter and the Founder's Fountain, the four friends continue their quest. Join them as they explore the Hogwarts kitchens, as they meet an old friend, and as they read about the origins and purpose of the mysterious fountain, in the words of one of the founders herself. This episode of Albus Potter and the Founder's Fountain featured the voice talents of Susie B, Antosha C, Corinne Eigelhart, Andy King, Eric Lessinger, Izzy Martin, Joe Mativier, Laura Stacey Murano, Rachel Proudfoot, and Ken Schneier. It was produced by Angela Hohenstein, Becky Matoro, Joe Mativier, Rachel Proudfoot, Kevin Toma, and Christy Thede. It's the drums! It's the drums! Okay, you guys have been talking about now we're going to have all these... We kept saying we had all these stories about the drums for the drums. Oh, I forgot all of them.
I think I forgot oh, them all too. I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. I forgot. I've missed the drums. And, and that's just one that. side of me. And Melissa, we were talking when you were over there in Italy that you could hear the drums when we did it. Is that true? Yes, yes, it is true. It was uh, sometime around three o'clock in the morning my time. I woke up and there was this, this beat. I couldn't get rid of it. Uh, did you have a pounding headache? Yeah, I did. And I said to myself, you know, I, I bet I bet Pottercast is doing the drums right now. That's what it is. Uh, and you guys really blabbed on. I couldn't go to sleep for like a half an hour. Thanks a lot. We couldn't Sorry. stop the beat. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so funny. Did you know, Melissa, that at Disneyland now they have a new parade and they all dance to it. You can't stop the beat in the middle of Disneyland. <gasps> no, they don't. Mickey Mouse to Pluto, everybody, even Peter Pan, are dancing to You Can't Stop the Beat. Oh, it's disgusting. It's really bad. <laughs> It's really bad. Fuck, what did you do to make your voice sound like that just there? I just went really close to them. It was really scary. Was <laughs> I was like, ooh, ooh, Frankie's got closer. It's disgusting. <laughs> you sound like a television announcer. I feel like a what? Like a television announcer, like a, like a, it's got that deep In a world <laughs> where podcasts go on and on. And the drums are asinine and fun. <laughs> Four podcasters take on a task. <laughs> the drums are Sue. always asinine. That's the beauty of the drums. So where are you? My students think I use big words to sound smart. You could all say asinine or irrelevant. I'm like, wow, guys, three syllables, big words. Get over yourself. <laughs> you're, you're Sue, are you here? Yeah, I was just when it, people have been asking about this too. So, Melissa, can you tell the story about when you saw Mount Pellegrino? Oh my god, oh, yes. yes! I, okay, I, oh, that's kind of, okay, that's kind of the punchline. But anyway, I'm going around Sicily with my family, and they just take, they're taking us around all over the place, and now I've got, like, no cell phone service, nothing. I've got no, I mean, no, I have cell phone service, but I don't have my cell phone on, because, wow, expensive. But I have it with me, because I want to take pictures on my phone, and my camera, and my video camera. So, we're up on the side of this mountain, and I just casually, you know, out of nowhere, just asked my cousin, Hey, where are we? What's the name of this mountain? And he looked at me and he went, Pellegrino. And I just started laughing. I said, no, it's not. It's not called Mount Pellegrino. I said, yeah, it's Mount Pellegrino. He must have thought I was crazy because I took out my phone. I'd taken a picture. I wouldn't look at, you know, we had to move on. But I was like, wait, 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 because I'm Twittering. I had to Twitter you a picture right there from the mountain. I was like, frack should live here. This is." And what's funny is that I went around. You'll see, I'm going to make a, I'm going to put a video together. I went around Italy asking people where Dove Frack, where is Frack? God. So I found it. I found where you were. You were on Mount Pellegrino. <laughs> I saw there was a castle or some sort of building when you took a picture, and I was like, I have to live there. Yeah, it's amazing. Dove Frack. So literally, I went I, I, like, outside the Coliseum, a bunch of kids. Dove Frack. <laughs> very, very funny. So I'm going to make a video putting all that stuff together, but I have so, I have so much video that I filled up my computer. It's dead. Oops, I can't even use it. That was so random, though, because like I saw it on your Twitter, and I'm like, "What? She's just delirious here." And but it was Mount Pellegrino. That was it was a castle of all things. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's crazy. It's right. Above, it's all above Palermo. It's nuts. You can see, and you can see it from my grandmother's uh, veranda. My, my grandmother's my my great aunt. You can see Mount Pellegrino right from her veranda. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh god, guys, it was great. Oh, I ate so much food. Oh my god, it's so disgusting how much food I ate. 
So, I, when you you were on once with your cousin, she gave you the book in Italian, is that right? Yeah, she gave me, I am now the proud owner of a Deathly Hallows in Italian. Sweet. Ooh. It's gorgeous. It's one of my favorite covers. It's really beautiful. Because you see the gates to Godric's Hollow, you see you see these two people walking in like in uh, in kind of shadow, and like stamped in the back is are the word the tra- is the translation of the last enemy to be defeated shall be will be death. You know that one. Um, and there's also the silver doe. Really beautiful. And my favorite line in the whole book is hold on this one this one this one andava tutto bene. Can you guess what that means? All was well. Aww. Say that again. Andava tutto bene. Aww. Tutto bene? Andava tutto bene. No, because I can't. Andava tutto bene. Tutto is everything. Bene, it's good. Andava is it was. Andava. What else is going on? We had all these stories and now there's nothing. Frankie had one. Frankie said he had one. Oh, mine was just kind of stupid. Last night when I was watching TV, John came over and hung out for a little bit. And I was sitting on the couch and I just was, I was holding my legs absentmindedly. And now I have poison ivy on my hand. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Doodle. Oh, man. That's just stupidity of me. How can so that be so was... dang contagious? I thought I was at the end of it. And I'm hoping it's two weeks, period, not two weeks from each infection. Because that means that my hands are going to get worse. And oh, I mean, literally, it's whoa. on my hands. Like, Brock, how can you draw? Well, I can draw. It's just, I can. It's just, it's gross. I just have dots all. Over you're gonna have to burn oh. your pencils when you get it over. over with. Honestly, yeah, how can I... everything you touch then not carry the disease? Well, it needs to. It needs to find something. It'll die. Careful what you touch. Well, yeah, especially since you're a teacher. I mean, that would just be so. Yeah. My goodness. Oh my god, somebody just tweeted at us to, to, to look up Dalish in Urban Dictionary. Yeah, I tweeted about that today. You're in there. It's amazing. Wait. Harry John... Potter character made popular by John Noe, co-host of Harry Potter podcast, Pottercast. When facing a shortage of voicemails for their show, John joins in with a message praising the actor who will be playing Dalish in the fifth Harry Potter movie. Dalish is now a household name, and the mere mention of his name makes passerby erupt in laughter. Hey, damn right it does. <laughs> But this is like a wiki. Somebody somebody wrote this in, right? Right. No, no, this is actually, you know, fact. <laughs> that appears magically uh-huh. on the website. Yesterday, wow. when I was in the teacher's lounge, uh, in the morning before school, I was sitting around, and there's this one teacher who was sitting across from me, and he has a bald head. Another teacher walked up and was like, are you putting sunscreen on? And he was like, no. And, and then he looked, turned down, and he had a scar on his head, on the back of it, like the top of his head. And it's in a lightning bolt shape. I'm like, hey, it's Harry Potter. And then I was like, I was talking, like, that's cool. I'm a big Harry Potter nerd. And this other lady's like, well, I am too. And I was like, well, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> like, I'll and beat she you. was like, you're on a podcast. Well, just, I'm just being cheeky, you know? Right. And then she was like, you're on a podcast? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, uh, and I was like, uh, like, she's like I listen to podcast, a podcast. I'm like, I'm on, I'm, I'm on Pottercast. She's like, I listen to Pottercast. And I was like, I'm cracked. <laughs> she's like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know that your name was fracked for, beforehand? No, because I, I, well, I don't know if she put it together because it's like Frankie Franco and maybe she doesn't listen every week. Right. You know, like it was just, it was one of those things. It was kind of like, maybe she like listens to it on and off here and there, but she knew of Pottercast at least. And it was just really small world and it was like funny. And I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> That's amazing. It's cool, dude. Well, it was just funny. It was just. 
Yeah. Well, say hi to her. Small world. It's like, how, could you, how could you not recognize your voice? I don't know. When I'm a teacher, I talk. To, I talk like so this guys, when I'm at school. We only have like two shows that are going to be live after this that are before LeakyCon. Ah! I know. And this we are doing insane. a show at, at LeakyCon too, right? Yes, we are doing a show at LeakyCon. We'll have the schedule up soon so you can find out when all that stuff is. Yay. Sue's doing a panel on Hufflepuff. I'm doing a thing about my book. I'm the only one doing anything. I'm lazy, I guess. No, we're doing our podcast panel, so you want to be on podcast. Oh, but no, I mean, and like, people has got a thing, Sue's got a thing, Dude, got a well, thing. Well, you didn't, you didn't... You can be with... Come join me on the panel. Oh, that's where I But you have to be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's the Hufflepuff in all that's of so us, generous, John. John, John, you should you be at be, that panel. You be the model for my drawing class. Oh, nice, yeah. Oh, my God, Frankie. I'll just, just myself. <laughs> John should just the be like the roving assistant. No. <laughs> John should be like the roving assistant at, at the conference. Every time John somebody needs him. Yeah. There you are. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like it. I like uh, it a lot. Actually, um, um, I don't know if I should say this or not, but uh, it's very possible that there will be a little bit of, uh, of filming going on at least. Still oh. working out the details, though, with the kind of folk. But, uh, well, then. So, John will be busy doing something, but. Uh, hmm, that's, a bit of, that's enough teaser for right now. John, <laughs> speaking of things that we want to tease or actually promote, what was the name on My Leaky Again of the name? The Mott PC, what? PC was that Lupin name? Willow. Lupin Willow. I always get those mixed up. Yeah, Lupin Willow for the tour. Friend PC Lupin Willow. That's where all our dates are. Yes, I'm going to send out a, a Melissa Graham to everybody. Oh, that in it. And there's also something coming soon that you guys will freak out about to help you know when each of those tour stops are happening, as well as when the cons are happening <laughs> and when the movie comes out and all those other things. And it's very sexy looking, if I just say it so is. myself. It is. And it's not, all right, well. it's not what you're probably thinking either. No, it's not. What are we probably thinking? Um, about Sue and Slytherin probes from her video. <laughs> I, don't know. I actually. Oh I yes, we have to talk about this. Okay, because this was John's fault. <laughs> That's all I'm this say. happened because we, I was on your show, John. Your your Thursday show. Yes, good times. And uh, from Italy, and then Sue came on, and then we were talking about how Sue didn't do her video, and so John said we should punish her. And so John said she should be wearing all green, or wearing being a Slytherin, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Best video ever. Yes. Sue gets on there with Slytherin clothes, <laughs> and it apparently—how do we say this gently? <laughs> may have been a bit of a turn-on for her. <laughs> yeah. I've Maybe never the, seen someone make love to the camera in such it a was. way. <laughs> Dark side is seductive. Come on, baby. Yeah, well, it was well, so much welcome, fun. To, welcome to Slytherin life here. I, and I want to say too, I'm 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 going to redo my my I'm well eventually my basement is going to be a bar and I I bought all uh, remember at Christmas time the Warner Brothers shop had this massive sale like sixty percent offs on stuff so I bought the Slytherin banner I did I actually right. yeah it looks good. And I, well, I bought all, all the houses because, I mean, I have my Hufflepuff one that hangs up all the time. But, I mean, and then the hat was like, it was a reversible. So, like, I don't wear it on the Slytherin side, I assure you. <laughs> I was like, right. But well, it was, it was uh-huh. just. Uh huh. Sure, Sue. Uh huh. That's it. 
you, room I'm at sorry. night. I'm like a you vampire. Were, I come out. Uh, dude, I'm out. sorry. I don't believe you anymore because you were enjoying that oh my God, way too much. It? You just see her with <laughs> that, that shirt. Fun. She was like showing off Padma and Pravari there. <laughs> random thing I just thought I did it and I just put it in just for, I thought oh you had him on I screen can. there for like a good four or five <laughs> seconds I know I'm so embarrassed oh, now I look at I'm like, you like, like oh my <laughs> well I mean I, <laughs> I wasn't gonna put on a corset and stuff like like, like some of the, all the you know the hardcore really like death eater girls I mean they are they rock and they yeah. always have these really cool sexy outfits on I'm like I cannot possibly be like that but it was just <laughs> no, <he's gonna laughs> Oh, that was so much fun. That looked, but I'm, I'm never... telling you too, that that didn't look like the first time you've been wearing Slytherin clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the first and last. Uh, let it be known. You were all Slytherin about Slytherins was... too. Like you were being all Slytherin, Slytherin to Slytherins. I like when you said um, crystal pineapple eating pansies. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. The crystal pineapple eating pansy. That was the best. Dude, I came home and I'm like, oh, good, I have YouTube. I can watch videos now. And I went on the podcast channel. I was like, oh, dear God. You know, like, I was like, she did it. I just she really did like, it. It was a horcrux. It must have been around me, possessed me, or something. You I know what's funny, Sue, is that after that video went up, there was like a 300% uh, increase in enrollment in Slytherin House on my <laughs> Well, I'm not a. Well, I guess they could open this, but I'm not a Slytherin anymore. Oh, John, you should, you should give her my leaky points, John. What? You should give her my leaky points. A my leaky quiz? You should give her my leaky points for oh, being yeah. a Slytherin. Well, Slytherin House. For video, I think you've earned Slytherin House 20 points. Slytherin House! Okay, guys. Oh I think I gotta get out of here. I think it's that time again. I've laughed too much. Oh, this oh, was well. fun. Until next time, kids. Keep twiddling those dials. The next password is Crystal Pineapple. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Keep each other safe. Keep safe. Good night. Good night. Good night. We missed it. W3. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. This week's Pottercast was edited by Caitlin Minzy and Michael Beckett and produced by John Noe. Special thanks go to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and every other episode of Pottercast, which can be found at Pottercast.com. Pottercast is the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. For more information about Pottercast or to learn how to be a part of future episodes, visit us at Pottercast.com. then so do you think that Dumbledore because he's so extraordinary you know blessed with magic I mean was was his family 
Was there extraordinary magic through the through the? You know, I mean, I I just holy I, crap! I was that an earthquake? That. Did you feel that? It's an Frankie? earthquake. What? No way. Frankie, did you feel did that? You feel that too, John? Yeah. It's okay. I mean, you just had an earthquake. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. Is it still moving? No. Get out! If there's trouble, go. Put this go down. To a and frame, get this. Go to a frame in your door. Go to a door I don't frame. Think that no. once it's over, it's going to happen again. Uh, aftershocks are kind of funny. John, stop shaking the table. Somebody said. Oh my god. <laughs> no, they're are not together, okay? guys. I noticed my bed. What the my, hell? My lampshade wiggling, and I'm like, why? That is was it so wiggling? scary. Wow. Is that usually that long? Yeah. Oh, shut up, Matt. What did Matt say? That was frightening. Wow. Uh, Everybody okay? So everybody got all their parts? All right. Yeah. That was cool. I'm afraid to look at the screen, though. I decided I like hurricanes a lot better. No, you don't. (laughs) Did you further earthquake? (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember that. Interesting. We had an earthquake when we were on tour last year. And that was the first time I was away from my family when there was an earthquake in California. And all the lines were all... It was right before our first show. And I was all freaking out because, like, the cell phones were all crazy busy, and I, I couldn't text or call anybody. It was weird. I don't. Oh know. my god. Are you okay, but everything's okay. Yeah, we're Nothing yeah, we're good. We go back. Near Fullerton and Placentia, for anybody who wants to look it up. But and that was at four fifty seven fifty six p.m. our time on Thursday. Here's a quick one. Um, I feel like the walls and like I could see like everything move. Okay, I'm over it. Sorry. You see your so, life flash before your eyes. It was so bizarre. Google says there was an earthquake in Northern California. Wow. Oh, maybe that's why you just felt a little. All right, that's how right, hardcore we're we are. We're, we're we're going right through an earthquake. Boring people. Right, right glad, through an earthquake. That's how hardcore. All right, what were we talking about? Uh, all right. Uh, what's next? <laughs> 